welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Hi again, everyone. I'm Ed Clements, and welcome to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. Live from Dirty Martin's Place, our home away from home, where they're serving delicious cheeseburgers and fries and onion rings. They've got a complete full bar here and the coldest beer in town. And they've got basketball on television tonight. They've had it on all day long. The End Zone Club, proudly brought to you by Plains Capital Bank. Covert in Bastrop. Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law. Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Delaware Subs, two-for-one cheesesteaks tomorrow. And Tito's Handmade Vodka. Ben Clements is with me. Scotty Sayers holding over the second hour. Fellas and Ben, it was a marvelous Longhorn basketball win today. Rodney Terry's team stormed back in the last minute to overtake TCU in Fort Worth, 77-66. to I think it was the best final two minutes the Longhorns have played all season long, Ben. Yeah, a huge road win for Rodney Terry and the Longhorns following a uh, devastating loss against Houston uh, in Austin. Uh, Monday night, Texas really needed this road win. It's funny, Pop, we've been talking, you know, all, all season long. Whenever it seems like Texas is dead in the water, they'll come back with a good win. It's, I don't want to say easy in the Big 12, but there's enough opportunity in the Big 12 with eight ranked teams that most likely every single game, you're going to have an opportunity to get a game back and to make some noise in the in the big picture. Joe Lundardi of ESPN, after the Houston loss, I came home the other night <coughs> after that game, and Joe was on. Uh, late on ESPN, and he said nine Big 12 teams will make the tournament, and that would include the Texas Longhorns, and I saw his projection from yesterday. He had Texas as a number nine seed, and Scotty, I think that may go down after a great road win today at Fort Worth. Well, and Texas has three of their next four games at home, so if there's a time in the season to make a move, we got Iowa State Monday night. Tuesday night. Tuesday night, sorry. West Virginia next Saturday. We do have to go to U of H. After that, but then we get Kansas State here, and Kansas State's a disaster right now. They're falling apart. At Iowa State, Iowa State has a megaton game tonight in Waco. Iowa State versus Baylor, that's number 12 versus number 18. And as Scotty said, they're coming to Austin this week, Ben. Iowa State's a team I've seen on TV a lot this year. They can shoot the ball lights out. That ought to be one heck of a game. Yeah, right now Iowa State is tied for the lead in the Big 12 along with Texas Tech, followed by Houston and Kansas and Baylor. Obviously, we saw this morning or the, this afternoon uh, Houston fall to Kansas in Lawrence, a, a big win for the, uh, the Jayhawks. Houston had been on a roll, but they really... Uh, they didn't look great today. They were not shooting as well as they did in Austin on Monday. Kansas overpowered them down low, and a huge win for the Jayhawks. I think they got intimidated in Lawrence myself mm-hmm. because I just thought they were out of kilter. They didn't look like the team that played in Austin yep. uh, earlier this week. I liked the Houston team a lot, but they were somewhat exposed today by Kansas, and Kansas is no world beater this year. Kansas is very good. Let's go down the scoreboard. As we said, the Longhorns over TCU 77-66. to Scotty alluded to Kansas State. They got beat by Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State won today in Stillwater, 75-72. Also, another upset, Central Florida, upset number 23, Oklahoma, 74-63. We saw Johnny Dawkins' team earlier this year. Johnny Dawkins is a great coach, Mm -hmm. and UCF came from 16 down to defeat Texas. As Ben said, Kansas over 
uh, the Houston Cougars 78 to 65, and right now it is BYU over West Virginia 48 to 35, and Tech has a slender one-point lead 37 to 36 against Cincinnati. We had Greg Eklund on our 102.7 ESPN show. He's a reporter for Public Radio in Kansas City. He was going to the game today at Kansas and Houston. This Big 12 basketball, yeah. enjoy it while we can because this is out of this world great this year. What's interesting, I think, is with the new teams coming in, like Houston going to Kansas, Ed, what you said, the Cougars have never played in that arena, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, and it's an intimidating place yeah. to play. UT playing at BYU, that was that was tough. Yeah, that was a real tough arena to play yeah. in. So so it's kind of new, getting to know these different places to play and how to handle the crowds and the and and set back the momentum. Texas did a good job today at TCU and Ben. This was a game of runs. Yep. You know, TCU started out with a 7-0 run. Texas came back, and, and you know, teams had put together an 8- or 9-point run, and fortunately, Texas ended the game on a good run. Yep. If they had played another three minutes, who knows? Yeah, uh, Texas started slow. Um, TCU was real hot to start the game. Luckily for Texas, Max Atmos had another um, incredible game, finishing with nine straight points, three straight three-pointers. Um it's it's disappointing seeing uh, Tyrese Hunter the past couple games. He's really slowed down. Five points against Houston, six points today against TCU. But Max Admus has really taken the, the role of the leader of this team uh, following the absence of Marcus Carleaf and last year and guys like Timmy Allen. Uh, for a, a first-year guy with Texas, Max Admus has already submitted himself as a, you know, one of the best players we've seen in a decade. Well, the dudes, uh, who do you surpass today in scoring? Another guy, he's, I don't know who he surpassed. Danny Manning. Danny, Danny Manning, Manning, yeah. And he's close to Oscar Robertson. Yeah. Good Lord. Incredible. Good Lord. And, and 25-year-old Brock Cunningham had two big three-pointers for the team mm-hmm. and had a couple of great rebounds. There's only two teams in the Big 12 with losing records. West Virginia is 8-10, uh, and 10, and they're losing to BYU and Oklahoma State, who won today over K-State. They're only 12 and. 10 and 12. So this conference is, is is great. And next year, can you imagine Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC? Mm-hmm. But Arizona comes in. Yep. Arizona basketball history with Lute Olsen and all those guys. Arizona basketball is great. It's a great, it's a great conference right now. It That is one thing when Texas decided to go to the SEC. This was the first thing I thought of. Dang, no more Big 12 basketball. Um, in general, though, today they're saying this is one of the best uh, regular season days we've seen in college basketball in a few years. We've had three top ten matchups, uh, six of the top ten teams facing off, five top 25 matchups. It'll finish tonight with uh, Tennessee at Kentucky, Ooh. also Iowa State and Baylor. This has been a great day of basketball. Yeah. But like we said, for the Big 12, you know, besides those two teams with the losing <laughs> records, if you're at Texas, you know, all it takes is one good road win, and you could find yourselves back on the, on the train tracks looking to make it to the tournament. Even though TCU was only 25 in the country, we've seen these other teams fall today, and this is just, you know, they're not dead yet. This no. is a team that can make it to the tournament. And they're going to make with, it, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we see the Big 12. This is such good practice and momentum for the tournament because after you see the Big 12 beating the heck out of each other all year long, you get to tournament play. You know, you might face a team that's number 14 in the country and you're 25. You're better than that team yeah. playing in the Big 12 week in and week out. The thing that I, I look forward to Tuesday night when Iowa State comes to town, 
I hope Texas can carry the momentum of today. Let, let's be honest. Texas was in great position to defeat Houston earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Late turnovers, missed free throws that you talked about, Scotty. They had a chance to win that game. They win today in Fort Worth, They and, and they've lost three home games already this year at the Moody Center. I know Rodney desperately wants to change that around, and I think he can do that with Iowa State. Iowa State's on a big road trip because they're at Waco tonight. they got to play at Austin on Tuesday night, so this thing can kind of go in the Longhorns direction and I'm not discounting when they go down to Houston or when they go up to Kansas and sadly uh, the Big 12 uh, hierarchy screwed the Longhorn fans we don't get Kansas here we don't get TCU here mm-hmm. so uh, enjoy the Longhorns while you can the next few home games well we I mean we're leaving so they, yeah. they, you can't blame them for penalizing us yep no we're number one they showed us the middle <laughs> finger I'm just <laughs> I'm interested to see how this tournament goes. If we do see nine, is it nine mm-hmm. Big 12 teams are expecting the tournament? What is the record? That would probably That's be. That's got to be a record. It's probably close. Probably Big East teams had a lot, and ACC if teams had a but not nine. You know, Just, gosh. It's funny how, you know, as of recently, the SEC is obviously, they're the dominant uh, conference for baseball. We've seen that and the football. past few years. And, yeah, and there's, a, there's an argument for football. Have we seen a more dominant conference in basketball? In the past few decades? No, I, th- I think and this is the, everybody's saying. From, from top to bottom. From the ESPN guys, going, this is the best the best basketball. Let's take a look at the best basketball basketball league. And I think it definitely is. Uh, you had a question that w- we can open the phone line, Stan. Yeah. You, your question about when Texas goes yeah. to the SEC. Repeat that no, question. Yeah, we I talked off air, but I, I was wondering, when Texas joins the SEC, what uh, major three sports program is most likely to get an SEC championship first between football, basketball, or baseball? And it has me thinking because football, you think SEC football, oh gosh, it's the big bad bear. Baseball, though, last year at one point we saw seven SEC teams in the top ten. But basketball, you know, there's a little less competition. What is the Who's going to be the first program to win an SEC championship? Uh, 512-836-0590 if you'd like to chime in. Scotty, what do you think? Who will win? I know what I think. You go ahead. Who? What? What sport will win the first SEC championship? What? What sport will Texas? Win? I'm going to step out and say football. I think. Wow. I think basketball is tricky mm-hmm. because of what I, I said about going into new gyms and yeah. playing. Yeah. We've got to go play at Tennessee. Got to go play Rupp Arena. You got to play Rupp Arena. You got to play these iconic arenas that you've seen on TV, but maybe haven't been to. You got to play at Alabama. Mm-hmm. You, 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 Georgia, even at times, they're sure. home, they defend their yeah. home. Yeah. Unknown yeah. waters. You haven't mentioned Ole Miss and Chris Beard. Too. Yeah. Chris oh, yeah. Beard, yeah. They're on a good roll. They are. I think it's going to be basketball. I, I think it's going to be basketball. I just think okay. it's going to be a, a maybe a couple of years, and in two years, Texas should win the SEC football championship because of NIL. Yeah. <clears throat> because right now we've got more NIL than anybody else. Yeah. So I think it's going to be basketball Tex, uh, with with uh, football a close second, Ben. But yeah, I, I would say it's not going to be baseball. Baseball is going to be the biggest challenge. I'm going to side with Scott here. I think it might be football. I think things are up, up and up for Steve Sarkeesian. The football program in a few years will be the most dominant program in Texas, and that's with a volleyball team that's back-to-back national champions. Oh, yeah, volleyball is going to win. I think the golf teams, both men and yeah. women, will make a whole football, bunch though, of noise. Football will be the first SEC championship program. All right, we have room for you if you'd like to talk about this at 512 512- Eight three six zero five ninety. When we come back, we'll get you up to date on the basketball games going on. Then we're going to start talking about the National Football League. No football tomorrow for the first day, uh, for the first Sunday in a long, long time. 
And I want to get uh, your guys' thoughts on the Pro Bowl this weekend. Oh, boy. And much, much more when we return to Dirty Martin's Place. This is the End Zone Club live on KLBJ. Hey, welcome back to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. Ed Clements and Ben Clements along with our buddy Scotty Sayers live from Dirty Martin's Place. Our show proudly brought to you by Covert and Bastrop. Closed today but open tomorrow morning. Plains Capital Bank. Thank you, Paul. Hog back and crew at Plains Capital Bank. Howry, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. If you have any type of legal trouble, Howry, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Great Texas Barbecue tonight and tomorrow and next Sunday for the Super Bowl. Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road for the latest in Longhorn gear. Delaware subs, no baloney there. Ben, I think he's doing two-for-one cheesesteaks. Maybe if Pete's listening, if you're not, mm. give us a call. It's still football season. I know he's doing it next Sunday, but go by there anyway. You'll probably get a two-for-one Philly cheesesteak at Delaware Subs. No baloney there. I hope so. And Tito's handmade vodka. What are you laughing at over Maybe there? you will, maybe you won't. Go maybe you won't. Support, yeah. support Pete and, and Delaware Subs. The truest cheesesteak in Austin. It really is. Yeah, but just don't mention the Eagles. Yeah, don't mention the <laughs> Eagles, though, to old Pete. He won't like that. Uh, as we said, the Longhorn basketball team won today, 77 to 66. Let's look at the scoreboard. Cincinnati is ahead of Tech in the second half, 44-43. That game in Lubbock. BYU all over West Virginia, 58 to 47. Earlier today, UCF upset Oklahoma, 74-63. Kansas over Houston, 78 to 65. That was number uh, number uh, eight, Kansas over number four, Houston, 78-65. And uh, Oklahoma State over Kansas State, 75-72. All right, Pop, let's get into some NFL talk. Uh, eight days away from the big game, the Super Bowl, Chiefs and 49ers. Uh, Two-point uh, spread uh, in favor of the 49ers. Uh, but before we get to Super Bowl talk, um, there's been some stuff happening in the NFL. The Cowboys are now without a defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn is now the official head coach of the Washington Commanders. There's talks that Cliff Kingsbury might be in the job to be the OC, uh, joining Dan Washington, Quinn yeah. in Washington. And see, I had heard yesterday he may be in consideration to be the OC in Las Vegas. So the, he pulled his name. He, though, he right? pulled it. They, so the, oh, the, wow. the negotiations fell through, and he, he's no longer in contention there. He's now the uh, leader in the clubhouse to go join Dan Quinn. Um, I want your opinion, guys, on that with Dan Quinn, who for a long time was credited with the Cowboys' success with defense. Obviously, we saw in the wild card game against the Packers a, a tremendous downfall with that defense. Jordan Love just made them look silly. Uh, interesting, because my, my knee-jerk reaction after that game was fire Dan Quinn, fire McCarthy, fire uh, Dak Prescott, and sure enough, one of those things came true, Yeah, but maybe the, the least likely was Dan Quinn was the one that would get the boot. Dan Quinn, uh, he didn't get a boot. He just took another job. I bet you know, Pop, that if Jerry really wanted him, he would have offered him more money. Probably so, but he wants to get, get back and be a head coach. Yeah. The last time he was a head coach was the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. And remember the huge collapse yep, by the Falcons. The Falcons led. Tom Brady, New England, 28-3, and lo and behold, here comes yeah. Tom Brady to win that game. Scotty? He made coaching decisions a lot like the Detroit coach. Like, yeah, he did. Like yeah, Campbell Campbell. Did. He, he took a couple of risks instead of playing playing safe with his lead. Remember now, who the, his offensive coordinator was that day when Atlanta blew that lead? No. I do. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, all, it's all incestuous, so, that coaching deal. So now we see there, there are two coaches without a head coaching job. Two of the biggest surprises to me, 
Famed uh, future Hall of Famer Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel are still without head coaching jobs, and it's looking more and more like those two guys could go into next season without a head coaching job. Bill Belichick is one thing because we know that he what bringing him in comes with you're giving up a lot of power. He is known to want the reins to the football program. Mike Vrabel is a shocker to me. Mike Vrabel's a great coach. We know that the players all love him wherever he goes. And I texted you right after Pop. We saw that Dan Quinn was going to the the Commanders. Jerry Jones needs to go get Mike Vrabel immediately. He would love to, but can you imagine Mike McCarthy? If he gets Mike Vrabel, yeah. he's going to be looking behind his shoulder. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Because because that that's right. If Mike if Mike McCarthy stumbles, it will be. Vrabel's job. Yep. I don't think he's going to hire Vrabel just because of that. Yep. I think Vrabel's a terrific, terrific coach, and I'm, I'm surprised, but you're seeing this trend now. Good Lord. Young. Seattle hires a coach that's, what, a few years Thir- older? 36-year-old, uh, the youngest coach in NFL history. 36 years old. Yep. And this dude is, is, is taking the reins over. At Seattle, he's replacing a 72-year-old guy yep. uh, in Pete Carroll. So the trend is younger coaches, but I think Dan Quinn's going to do a good job. It's going to be a huge draft for Washington because they need yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. And they may get, I don't know, I think the first quarterback gone is going to be Caleb Williams to Chicago, yeah. which if Caleb Williams goes to Chicago, that means Justin Fields could get traded. Mm-hmm. He could get traded to Las Vegas. He could get traded to the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. So, And then Drake May, uh, Max Guy at North Carolina, I've seen a lot of charts that say, he will be the quarterback that the commanders take. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I saw where Harbaugh today said that McCarthy ought to be the first guy taken. Yeah, because he's he has drugs. Because he has the it factor. Ah, he's, he's a, a winner. winner. But you know what? I, well, would it say the same thing. Besides Tua and Jalen Hurts, tell me that with those old Alabama quarterbacks, Mac Jones. Yeah, he was a winner in college. How yeah. has he done? Well, and we're not talking about the Washington quarterback either. I think a Washington quarterback, yeah. even though he had a uh, not a great day, uh, we're talking Michael Penix, uh, I think he's better than the Michigan quarterback. I may be wrong, just to me. I don't know. So do we think that Bill Belichick, is a team going to take that risk on him? I mean, I, I, it's on paper, you know, your first reaction would be, who wouldn't want Bill Belichick? He is the clear greatest NFL coach we've ever seen, but still... Nobody's given him a chance. I think Bill Belichick, if I could jump in, is poised to take that first job after six weeks of next season. If somebody, if some team goes south, I think he's poised to take that job. I think that's what he's winning for. And the funny thing, Ben, in the Wall Street Journal this week had a great story. It was sort of a a ha-ha-ha story. The head coaching job that Bill Belichick should take. Did y'all see this? No. Head coach of oh. Nantucket High School, the oh, Whalers, yeah. Yeah. because he's got a house in Nantucket. But do you think Bill Belichick would want a, a fixer-upper project? Doesn't this the whole point is he wants to go get a, a team with a quarterback? He wants 14 wins. He, yeah, let's let's just say that he sits out a year, and he's going to see how the Eagles do next year, see how the Cowboys do next year. Yep. There's liable to be a really good coaching job. Yeah, available. you're right. And I did see that Jerry Jones, he, he – did I dream this? He did say that Bill Belichick, it's, it's still it's, – it's in the in the He's, realm of possibility that in the future he said he could he could work with Bill Belichick, and I say, Bravo, Sierra yeah, Jerry no Jones. Way. If you say that, why didn't you get rid of Mike McCarthy? Why didn't you do that and try this with Bill Belichick? God love Jerry Jones. He's got a few more, you know, times around the sun. He's getting older, and if he really wanted a Super Bowl, 
in his lifetime, Scotty and Ben. I really believe he should have hired Belichick and say, here are the keys to the kingdom. Go win me a Super Bowl. You've got two years. You'll go win your 14 games, beat Shula, but get me a damn Super Bowl. He tried that with Bill Parcell, didn't he? He did. So. Well, this is the problem with Bill Belichick. If, if for his sake and a team's sake, if you wait a whole year, he's not old. He's not young. He's no spring chicken. He's, what, 70, see, 73? He's 71 or 72. 70, yeah. You know, young but guy. If, you wait, if you wait a year to get him, you know, he's getting old. How many years will you have him? If you're going to take Bill Belichick, I'm a, if I'm an owner, owner of GM, take him now while you still might have three or four years in him. I agree. I just, But, again, the trend is young. Um, yeah. The trend is young. And I think the best hire this year, and we've talked about him earlier, is Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh is going to be brilliant for a L.A. Charger team that's just been out of whack for several seasons. Mm-hmm. They had uh, uh, Brent, what's it, Staley? What was his name, Ben? Yeah, yeah Staley. What a fool that guy was. Yeah. Mr. Fourth and Four, let's go for it on yeah. our own 20-yard line. And I think, I think that Harbaugh is going to be great. Well, they have for a fresh. They have a fresh quarterback. They shut Justin Herbert down fairly early. They they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs, so they shut Justin Herbert down. They have a plethora of receivers. They got a great running back. He's in a really good position to make to make some noise early. Will he be able to continue the success he had last time he was in the NFL, that stint with the 49ers when he had a Super Bowl appearance? Yeah. I don't know, but he's got the pieces to work with, and he is a, a a qualified coach and a proven coach, especially in the NFL. Oh, undoubtedly a proven coach in the National Football League, but Dan Quinn, good luck. Mm-hmm. God bless. I'm not sure what you can do with the commanders. You're a really, really smart defensive guy, but good luck on that. Yeah. Good luck on that. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl and Foles next Sunday in Las Vegas. What a week for Las Vegas. The Super Bowl next week and also the Live Golf Tournament next week in Las Vegas. Uh, The Saudi back group will be there and much, much more. Uh, We'll have some facts about the game. We'll make our predictions about the game. We'll have early predictions about the game here from Dirty Martin's Place. Come and watch college basketball. This is the place to be at Dirty's for the rest of the night. And then, don't forget, we'll be here next Saturday, the day before the Super Bowl. And they're taking reservations for tables at the Super Bowl uh, a week from Sunday. This is the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. Back after the news here from Dirty Martins. Welcome back to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. We're live from Dirty Martins Place. Come on down and enjoy college basketball, North Carolina, and Duke on right now. A little later, it's going to be Baylor and Iowa State from Waco. What a game that will be. Great win for the Longhorns today in Rodney Terry, Texas. Upsets TCU 77-66. They were four-and-a-half-point underdog, and they win today 77-66. Kansas overpowers Houston in Lawrence 78-65. Right now, Cincinnati has a three-point lead over Tech 53-50 in Lubbock. It's BYU over West Virginia 65-67. Also today, UCF over Oklahoma 74-63, and Oklahoma State surprised Kansas State 75-72. Longhorns back at home Tuesday night against Iowa State, which should be a good game. A week from tomorrow, Super Bowl 58 from Las Vegas, San Francisco versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, Pat Mahomes is back there with the Chiefs, and San Francisco is favored by two. And sitting here right now, I would say... If I had to make a pick right now, I'd pick the Kansas City Chiefs because mm-hmm. of Patrick Mahomes, the experience. And I think if you give Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo two weeks to game plan, 
it's going to be Kansas City. My opinion, yeah. thoughts on that, fellas? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny the way Vegas works because the, the game opened up at, uh, at 49ers one and a half, and then it went down to one, and then it went back to one and a half. Now it's up to two for the 49ers. So it's funny how Vegas works, and I saw that 75% of the money is on the Chiefs' money line and the Chiefs' uh, spread. But, you know, in, in a game that tight, it's, you know, Mahomes has been an underdog every game so far in these playoffs, and he's he showed everybody up. You can't bet against though the way Purdy's playing. So this is I'm I'm going back and forth on who I like in this. What I like is the prop bets. Everybody likes prop bets in the uh, in the Super Bowl. In terms of the game though, the way the, the the 49ers are playing, I know it's Mahomes, but you know we have yet to see the 49ers really. I know they stumbled in that first that first half, but. This is a dangerous 49ers offense. It, it is a dangerous offense, but we, uh, we had our friend Greg Eklund on from Kansas City on our uh, ESPN show. He had a great point. Kansas City has faced Josh Allen, mm-hmm. and uh, last week they faced Lamar Jackson, the presumed MVP, and they won. They're facing uh, Brock Purdy, a nice quarterback, mm-hmm. but not in the same area Here code. Here we go. Not in the same area code as Just those say two it, guys. Say it. Say it. Say the, say the two words. He's an average quarterback. No, we say the GM, game manager. Are you going to say that? The I'll, way he's playing. He's a game manager. This yeah. has been the debate all week long. Is Brock Purdy a game manager or is he proving to be an elite quarterback? And I say he's proving to be an elite quarterback. Oh, please. He, did oh, you see the way please. he took that game over last Sunday? He did. He did, man. He did. That's one game. He does what he needs to do to win, and he scrambled and ran oh, beautifully. Oh, a few times last week. Nobody expected that. Nobody expected no, that. He right. started 8-8 eight eight that second half. He had 175 yards and, and a touchdown, and he ran for an extra 40. But I don't think one game makes you into the elite status. If he wins the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. San Francisco wins the Super Bowl, I may consider him among among the bottom of the elite list. If he was a first or second round draft pick, nobody would be saying this. He's a game manager. He He's doing what he needs to be doing. People would be saying he was worth every penny. This is what we saw coming. But no, he's proving that he's a fantastic quarterback. And... Right now, I like the 49ers. It could change in a week, but the biggest edge I see in this game, every aspect of the game, the biggest edge a team has is the 49ers' run game against the Chiefs' run defense. Ben, we haven't visited, or Scotty, since last Sunday's games when in the first game Mahomes mm-hmm. defeated uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson yeah. and Lamar Jackson had a really Lamar Jackson so-so defeated game. Himself. And Zay Flowers just killed oh. the wide receiver for, for Baltimore, but that was a big accomplishment in then the second game, Detroit had the big lead, yeah. seventeen to seven, and they lose. And I, you know, I think I, I, I would say why they lost was two reasons: Dan Campbell's foolish moves when he didn't take points, and number two, they dropped. They kept on dropping those passes. That's true, but you know what, guys? A, a game manager wouldn't have brought his team back from the dead like Brock Purdy did. That's a very good quarterback oh, uh, that knows his offense, that stays composed, and can play to a high level, more than most quarterbacks in the NFL. I was listening to the broadcast on radio part of the time, and they said, uh-oh, when the 49ers got back, uh, who was the quarterback for the Rams? Who was the, used to be a grocery store clerk? Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner. Kurt Warner Kurt said, Warner. this is dangerous times because San Francisco is not known to be a team to come way back, mm-hmm. but they did. And, Scotty, you're right, because Brock Purdy ran the ball. He ran the ball, and, and look, Dan Campbell made some bad mistakes. I mean, 24 to 10, and you don't take a field goal to take a three 
possession lead? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't care how confident you are in making a fourth and three. Don't leave it to a guy to drop a pass or something. And you know, take the take the points. Yeah, this take the points. It will be. It's going to be a fantastic game. I I do fear if the Lions had won, we could have seen a higher spread. We would have seen the Chiefs favored, but this will be a great game. You know, it's Mahomes and it's Kelsey. It's it's a a flurry of receivers that you don't know what they're going to do for Mahomes, but it's always going to be Mahomes. They have a great running back this year, Pacheco. But that 49ers team with the game manager Brock Purdy. He has so many weapons. A lot of weapons. You have yeah. Christian McCaffrey, the clear best running back in the NFL. Kittle. You have Debo Samuel, who is a, a Swiss Army knife receiver running receiver running back. George Kittle, one of the best tight I love ends. Kittle. And yeah. then you have Brandon Ayuk, who's one of the better receivers that's emerged this season. You know, and I've seen a it lot of It sounds like you're leaning to San Francisco. I am because the one thing that San Francisco can do that the Chiefs struggle against is they can pound it down your throat. And they got a guy from Stanford named Christian McCaffrey who runs better than most people in the NFL. I think that we're going to see a very different ball game on Sunday. I think we're going to see a lot of running out of San Francisco. They're going to play between the tackles. Christian McCaffrey, they're going to run him like they have not run him all season long. They'll get Debo Samuel in the mix. This is going to be a a slower ball game than we saw in the AFC and NFC championships. Well, you're not gonna. They're not gonna let Kelsey catch nine or ten passes. That's know, true. Like, again, like. oh my! If you took if you took Kelsey's his prop bets last week, you hit all of them. Yeah. His receptions, yeah. his yards, his longest gain, you well, hit everything. Well, Ben, his receptions it was six. Yeah, and he hit that in the first half. The first half. Yeah. The first half. His, rec- he hit his, that. his yards he hit in the first half. I saw because last week it was his uh, over under for receptions was four and a half. And the yards was 63.5. On Sunday, it's already it's up to 6.5 receptions and 71.5 yards. So Vegas learned their lesson. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't uh, count Travis Kelsey out. I got some inside information about hotels. Tell us about that, Scotty, because when we're, again, talking, <laughs> Can we bet on this? talking about our friend Greg Eklund of Kansas City, he told us yesterday, he said, hey, Sam, uh, excuse me, Kansas City is traveling to Las Vegas tomorrow. And I'm like, That's crazy. They're staying at Lake Las Vegas at the Westin Hotel, the Chiefs. And the 49ers are at the Hilton Hotel at Lake Las Vegas, and apparently the Westin is way nicer. The Chiefs have won the battle of the hotels. How Chiefs, far out of town is the Chiefs? How far out of town oh, is that? Oh, it's 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes from the Strip. It's mm-hmm. in Henderson. You can see the Strip from these hotels, and there's yeah, four the or five golf courses yeah. out there. It's out, Yeah, it's out in the desert. Um, my favorite prop bet, Ben, mm-hmm. now we're done with the hotels. Yeah. My favorite prop bet. National anthem to be less than 87 and a half seconds. Oh, now guess who's singing it? Reba. Reba. She's not going to fool around. No, she's, she's not, not auditioning. No. She's going to sing the darn song. She's going to sing the song. <laughs> she will sing. I think that have to bet under on that thing with Reba. That's a Mackie. pretty quick national anthem, 87 and a half seconds. Yeah. Um, you know the way that we I, I, we all love prop bets. That's the, one of the most fun te- things to do in football. But right now, I think the way it's trending. Debo Samuel was hurt a couple weeks ago. He He's getting better and better as the weeks go by. Debo Samuel's, if you're in Vegas and you want to bet, the Debo Samuel prop bets are pretty pretty tasty right now. I like the Debo bets. Travis Kelsey bets, if the Chiefs want to win, Travis Kelsey's going to have to have a big game. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Yeah. So six and a half receptions. If they win, he hits that. If they win, he'll have more than 73 yards. He had, what, 110 last week? You want the Kelsey prop bet? I like the Kelsey prop bet. If they win, does he propose? 
No. <laughs> no, there's a, there's you a prop bet. You and every 13-year-old yeah. girl would love to see that. <laughs> I, that, that is, that's got to be a prop bet. It is a prop bet. It's, it's, ah. yeah. Can you imagine social media if he were to do that? I, I think I might have to throw my phone in my pool. <laughs> Scotty, you're a Las Vegas guy. I looked this week. I think at the Venetian, a room la- uh, maybe Tuesday was like $2,200 a night. <laughs> that's got to go. That's got to go through the roof because of of the Super Bowl interest. And the average ticket was something like $8,000. It's really become a corporate situation, a corporate event. Well, and it's the matchup that everybody wanted, too. I mean, I mean, I mean you say everybody yeah, wanted. I wanted. But, I mean, one. it's the marquee matchup of the sort well, of, of the I year. wanted the Cowboys in there. Well, hell, you know, it's, it's so expensive. Uh, Chris McCaffrey's family came out and said they couldn't even afford a suite. They're going for $2.5 million. Luckily, his fiance came in. Olivia Colpo. Olivia Colpo. And, and, and surprised Chris yeah. McCaffrey's family with one. Yeah, those suites are $300,000 300, to, to the smallest one. $2.5 million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Smallest but, one with six tickets is $300,000. But let's face it, Detroit and Buffalo, which would have been a great game for fans, mm-hmm. would not have been the, the kind of matchup no. and the hype and the yeah. ticket prices and so on. Well, real quick before we go to break. If y'all been around, y'all have seen a lot of great football from Dan Marino. You've seen Tom Brady. You saw uh, uh, Roger Staubach. Art Star. If Mahomes wins, is he the clear number two greatest of all time? Not yet. You got Joe Montana. You got Brady. You got well, Brady's the best. We know that. Brady's he's got the seven. best. Yeah, yeah. he's got yeah. seven. Uh, Joe, you got Joe Montana. That's about you know. You had Bradshaw back in the day. You had Roger Staubach. But for just sheer wins. Mahomes is now above Aikman and Staubach and those guys mm-hmm. for, for, for playoff wins. So if he if he wins, Ben, he's getting in the neighborhood of Tom Brady. Getting he's inching towards the neighborhood. He's in the area code now, but for frequency yeah. of, of Super Bowl appearances and conference wins. championships. Yeah, and he'd, wins. And he'd, he'd have three Super Bowls under his belt. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's got a lot of time left. So you know. And also, well, one thing kind of goes under the radar is Andy Reid. Where do you put him for coaches? Listen, Andy Reid, and that's why I'm picking Kansas City. I think he's a brilliant uh, strategist. Mm-hmm. Steve Spagnolia uh, has done a great job with that defense. I just say give him two weeks with all respect to, to, to Longhorn Kyle Shanahan. Andy Reid can game plan game plan and game plan more and i think he's going to have uh wrinkles in that kansas city offense i like the kansas city defense as is i know charles amenahu the former longhorn went down yeah he's going to be out of that game but i just it's going to be it's going to be a super game i know we want to talk about this the line is minus two Mm -hmm. san francisco minus two it's been jumping left and right and the over under is 47 and a half the yeah let's talk about that we're going to take a break this is the end zone club uh, live from Dirty Martin Place, proudly brought to you by Plains Capital Bank, Covert and Bastrop, Howie Breen and Herman, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick, Delaware Subs, and Tito's Handmade Vodka. We'll be back with more live from Dirty Martin's right after this. Welcome back to the End Zone Club, live from Dirty Martin's. That's ZZ Top. Billy Gibbons' pictures out front, along with Ben Clements and Scotty Sir's picture. As you enter Dirty Martin's Place, the historic hamburger place in the shadow of the University of Texas, they've been serving. Uh, burgers and beer and drinks since 1926. They're two years, Scotty, older than Muni. Muni celebrating 100th anniversary this year. Tell everybody about the big party coming up in March. March 24th. And actually, Muni's two years. Yeah, Muni's two years, two older, years older than 30s. Yeah. But uh, March 24th, ACL Live. 
We're going to put tickets on sale pretty soon, but we're holding back the big announcement for entertainment. But if you want to visit uh, info at savemuni.com, you can check on sponsorships, 10 packs for the mezzanine. We're going to have barbecue. We're going to have, uh, boy, we're going to have a good time this year. Edge will be the MC again. Ray Benson and Jimmy Vaughn will be kicking things off. But our main entertainment, we're, we're going to build some excitement. It's, it's a, a party hundred, that you don't want to miss. Everybody talks about it. Everybody you know. wishes they had gone. You don't want to miss it this year. What a big yeah. year for Muni. We had our news conference a couple of weeks ago with the national head of the NAACP, Derek Johnson, not the Longhorn player, but Derek Johnson from Washington, D.C., uh, Gary Bledsoe from the Texas NAACP, and just showed once again the importance of the racial significance of saving Muni, the first golf course in the South to integrate. Let me say that and look towards University of Texas, the first golf course to integrate in the South. And you think about the history there. Um, my friend and our friend, Voma Overton, we went out and stood in what's now the Ninth Fairway the other day where those two caddies were playing golf in 1950. They weren't supposed to be. Superintendent went out, took them into the office, and called the mayor of Austin and said, what do we do with these young men? He said, let them play. Let them play. Let them play. But we stood on that side, and it's, you know, and just tried to take ourselves back there. And, of course, Voma, uh, you know, being black, he could, he could feel, yeah. you know, the pressure of those young men being out there playing. They just wanted to play golf. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't think they were changing history, but they did. Everybody's got a story from Muni. Everybody's we all got have a story. Stories. I had my lowest round at Muni. You guys have had great rounds at Muni. Everybody yeah. has a story at Lions Muni. I was, there, I was there Friday there. morning. I was there Friday morning playing with my buddies and had a great time. Uh, so it's there. a hundred, there's a hundred reasons to save Muni in this hundredth anniversary. And we've got a great list, and some people are going to be making cameos on our great. video great. to say what their favorite reasons are. Fantastic. Uh, we're talking about the Super Bowl next Sunday. Man, oh, man, looking at that scoreboard, North Carolina is crushing Duke right now, 63-48. to 48. Uh, a big game going on. What's Texas Tech doing in Cincinnati right now? we got man? another upset watch. Texas Tech is, is barely hanging on against Cincinnati, 60-59. Uh, Texas Tech has the advantage here, four minutes and 29 seconds left uh, in Lubbock. So this is another potential uh, upset. Texas Tech number 15 unranked Cincinnati. Uh, Texas Tech is in the lead of the Big 12 tied with Iowa State. Again, guys, I'll reiterate, the Big 12, you don't know what's going to happen every single week. We saw an unranked Texas almost beat Houston this week. We saw Oklahoma lose today. We saw Houston lose to Kansas today. Texas beat TCU today. Texas Tech's on the verge to maybe be upset over Cincinnati. This is a tough conference, and no loss or no win is a bad win or bad and, loss. And you're going to have a ginormous game in Waco that begins in just a few moments. The Baylor Bears host mm -hmm. Iowa State, and I can't wait to see Iowa State on Tuesday night when they face the Longhorns here at the Moody Center. It should be a terrific game. You know, we're talking, we're talking gambling, we're talking bets. If I'm a betting man, I don't know if you can do this, but I might walk to Vegas and make a bet that the national championship for basketball will be two Big 12 teams because mm. that's the way it's looking That'd be right fun. now. That would be a lot of fun. Well, if there's eight teams in the tournament, then your odds are, you know, pretty, pretty good that they're, you know, going to get there. Um, going to get them in different brackets. And I think the Big 12 champion is going to have five, maybe even six losses will tie for the championship. Yeah. That'd be, uh, they're beating each other. Yeah. Everybody's beating each other. They really are. Other. And, again, I said this. There's only two teams in the Big 12 with losing records. That's West Virginia and Oklahoma State. All right, back on the Super Bowl. San Francisco favored by two. The over 
under combined score is 47 and a half. I hate to bet the under. I despise to bet the under. Betting against but, fun. But I have been burned so many times betting Super Bowl, and I bet over, and it's under because teams who have a big lead kind of go south, and some funky things happen in the fourth quarter. Thoughts on the over-under? Well, we saw you say it's 47 and a half. So we saw the uh, AFC Championship the final score 17-10. That's the under right there. But we saw the NFC Championship, a more of an offensive uh, heavy uh, conference. That was 34-31 along with the 49ers' huge second half. So I saw the trending um, uh, bet right now is hitting the over for this game. But like I mentioned a couple segments ago, I could see the 49ers playing a slower-paced game. We see that with the Chiefs, too. They play at their own slow pace, and they like to pick and choose when to take their shots. I think we're going to see a lot of running in this game with Pacheco and McCaffrey. So I, there's a part of me that likes the under. I like the over. I mean, a 27-24 game yeah. can still be slow-paced. And that's not a whole lot of points for, for these teams to score against each other. I mean, that's 51 points, 27-24. And it might go to overtime, too, which always helps the over. We talk, you always see nerves in the Super Bowl. Both teams, no matter how experienced you are, there are nerves. So you can see it from both sides. The defense could have a lot of nerves and allow some big plays, or the offenses could have a lot of nerves and a lot of drop balls, a lot of uh, mistakes. So which way they're going to come out? You got Mahomes, who's been there so many times now, who's he won't get rattled. And Andy, too. And Andy Reid, but Brock Purdy in that offense, you know, this is his first Super Bowl. George Kittle and some of those guys have been there before. So it just depends on the first drive is always the indicator on what it's going to be, the over-under. And I think because of this matchup, I can't believe that one team, I can't believe it will be a blowout a week from tomorrow. I think it's going to be a very close game because these have been two of the better teams, even though I say that Kansas City had a lull in the midseason. San Francisco did too, don't get me wrong. But If I'm not mistaken, I picked San Francisco week one to win the Super Bowl right here at this table. Well, you might have done that, and I remember when Kansas City got beat by the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Day, and I thought, there's no way, Kansas no. City, because the three-name wide receiver... Yeah, Valdez Scantling. He, he couldn't catch a coach. Who is back. Who's back? He's catching the ball beautifully now. He's back, yeah. yeah. So I just... I think it's going to be a terrific matchup, and there's nothing worse than having a blowout in a Super Bowl. We've all been. Have you been? You remember the, some of those blowouts? I yeah. remember those when uh, Oakland defeated Washington and Denver would get killed, and of course the Cowboys killing Buffalo one time. Remember that? So a couple of times, I think. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's no fun to watch that when there's so much buildup for the year, mm-hmm. and this has been a year of close games. It has been yeah. and upset and upsets and. Un- it's, it's going to be a great – both teams match up well. They both have great running backs. Uh, the 49ers have the edge of running back. Quarterback, obviously the Chiefs have that. Two fantastic tight ends, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. 49ers have the edge with receivers, but the defenses will be the key here. How you stop? guys don't panic. We're going to be on the air. Y'all are going to be on yeah. the air next week yeah. before the Super Bowl. So you still things got might time. change. Yeah, things, things might change. change. This got line it. might be three next week. They're they're in Vegas. Remember that. Yeah. These football teams will be in Vegas for a week. Things could happen. Who okay. will get arrested? Who will get arrested first? <laughs> Probably a member of the media. All right, we got to say goodbye. Thanks to everybody back at KLBJ. Thanks to the great staff, Jake and the gang at Dirty Martin's place. For Ben Clements, I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sears. See you next week on the End Zone Club live from Dirty Martin. See you soon. Bye-bye now.